Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. The Nightside Project. I may be super. <laughs> I am no hero. Nightside on KSL. A limited edition summer season. You realize, though, Alex, this is just temporary. Yeah, I still took your parking space and I'm not giving it back. The Nightside Project with Ethan Millard and Alex Carey. Streaming live on Alexa and on KSL News Radio at 102.7 FM. Welcome on into the Nightside Project. I'm Ethan Miller. I got Alex Keery here. Another episode of the show. Thanks so much for tuning in, everybody. Uh, what are you in a toilet? Uh, or what are you in a public toilet there? What's going on? No, can you can you I hear mean, me? I mean, okay? I can hear you fine. Yeah, but I can definitely tell you are not in a broadcast studio. Which I'm not is in fine. a broadcast studio. We have I'm like outside. we've totally given up. Have you noticed? Like we. There's no there's no standard for broadcasting anymore. No one cares. No. And we've all wow. given up. And so we go, let's go to the White House correspondent. She's calling us. Uh, she's calling us from a payphone on Pennsylvania Avenue. Like, it's it just <laughs> they don't care what the connection is now because yeah. we've just dealt with everybody being in their houses. And so who cares if you sound like a, a Skype call? It's better than a phone call. So, yeah, we're yeah, glad to have true. you. Either way, we're glad to have you. Are you. Uh, so last week you were in Texas. This week you're jet set again. What's with all this confidence in you flying around uh, the world now, Millard? Well, you know, it just kind of lined up this way. Uh, but I'm going to have, by the time October's finished, I will have taken six flights in six weeks, basically. Look at you. And, um, but it's okay. I mean, it's, it's been okay because, and, and this is where I, I, I know that, I know that things are going to change again. We can see that coming. But I really feel like, uh, Airports and, and airplanes are not the place where this is spreading. <laughs> so you're uh, so you so you being on airplanes. Have you had to sit right next to anybody that wasn't like no, a family no. member? No, uh, middle seat, middle seat, empty every time. Okay. Although I got to tell you this, so I'm getting ready to board yesterday, right? Yeah. I'm in the new terminal. Very very cool, right? Right. Waiting on the flight, and I notice we're all kind of milling about the gate. Okay, uh, they're filling up the planes back to front now, so they're doing it totally different. They're not boarding groups or anything like that. They're doing just back to front. And uh, do, so you have an ice cream, do you have an ice cream truck going by in the yeah, background? It's going right past what, you. What freaking sunny, decade sunny are you in right now? I don't know. And you're in California tell. right now? Yeah. This is California. allowed in California? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Jeez. All right. Uh, from what we could tell, the rules here are effectively the same as um, yeah, well, we they are. are in Utah. I mean, well, yeah, you're I, mean, in, uh, I, you're I can't in detect what, any difference. You're in what, Orange County? I mean, if you're No, in, I'm south of that. Okay, so... So, so I think closer I, to San Diego, know. things get a little bit more. People are like, whatever, man. It's a little bit laissez-faire going on. If you're in L.A., I've heard it's uh, pretty intense, pretty intense with the uh, with the regulations. Yeah. Yeah. Here the rules seem seem to be the same as we have in Utah. And I'm 
I think they're reasonable. I don't know. I, I felt comfortable. But I got to tell you, though, what happened at the gate. Yeah. Let me so hear. I was standing around, and I noticed this dude standing over by the moving walkway. And everyone's got a mask on, right? There's 100% compliance at yeah, the airport, yeah. except for this guy. What's he doing? He wasn't, wearing, he wasn't wearing a mask, and he didn't seem to have one on him. I could uh, see his hands. He wasn't talking on the phone. He wasn't eating. He was just standing there. And he had a, he had a suitcase next to him on the floor. And I thought, oh, this obviously, is fantastic. Obviously filled with uh, COVID-19. That yeah, was his, obviously. Yeah. That was his he thing, was, yeah. Yeah, he was, a, he was a COVID suicide bomber. <laughs> and, uh, and so I look at him like, oh, man, this is fantastic because you can confront – Somebody's going to confront... go, sir, sir. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. He's going to confront the airport staff, and I'm going to be able to witness this. Yeah. I've never You're seen like, this. I kind of want to get closer to him so I can stand there, maybe be in a viral. I'll be in the background of a viral video somewhere. <laughs> you know, right. something. That's yes. right. Yeah. And, but then um, after a couple of minutes, he reached down. He had a mask folded up sitting on top of his of his uh, suitcase. So I guess he was just oh, taking he was a break just, from he it. Was, uh, yeah. You <laughs> people, there is that moment. Like I'm in the studio right now and I can be maskless inside the K- a KSL studio uh-huh. as long as nobody else is in here with me. And I'm in a really big studio too. And so like, yeah. it's weird you know, the upstairs, we have an upstairs studio. It's large. And even if somebody was in the room with me, they'd be probably 10 to 12 feet away. You know, right. if they're yeah. at that far sure. mic position. And, uh, but no matter the rules are, if there's somebody with a mask, uh, or if there's, if there's a, if there's somebody else in the room with you, including a studio, got to have that mask on. If I walk on the building, got to have a mask on. And we've doubled and tripled down on, uh, on the, uh, on the emails, like saying, Hey, I'm, we're reminding you again, uh, not because they're not complying with it, but because people might over the last few weeks be like, eh, it's been pretty good. Like there hasn't been much. I, I will tell you my work loneliness factor has gone up. Uh, a lot still because Scott, uh, who do, who I do the sports show with, of course, is not in the studio. And like we used to try to do things where he'd be in the studio and he'd be in one of the other rooms and I'd be in this one. We could still kind of be in the same building together and we can't even do that now. And so, wow. it's just, yeah, there's there's uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to my mental health. I don't think that I have given it enough respect. The idea of, uh, you know, being. I, having I think colleagues that, with you yes and like yeah and it's not that i think i've become more and more antisocial, and it's weird too because it's like from not having a bunch of people around i really don't want anybody around now and th- well, that's like I'm, a weird it's a weird phenomenon for me at least because i'm a total people person and like right now yeah. i could care less if i never see you again ethan in person <laughs> <laughs> well that's awkward i was just gonna offer to come hang out with <laughs> okay. you if you're feeling lonely but no i'm just uh, I, it's just weird because I see remnants of people who have been here in the, you know, in the building at some point today, their headphones are, you know, have moved from a different location from one place to the next, from one day to the other, but I don't see them because I come in at a different time. So it's a, it's a weird freaking thing still. And so uh, I'm I'll so you- over it. I'm so, I'm so sad about it. So that guy with the mask off for a couple of minutes before you had to get on the plane and wear it the whole time. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, uh, I felt like I understood it too. And, he's and away, he was away from everybody, right? Well, oh, kind of, you know, kind of, he was, we were all standing apart, right? Um, but he wasn't like way out of the way. Did he anybody, was, did anybody know. cough or sneeze on the plane? No, but I got to tell you this. I think that for the duration of this COVID business where they're not serving food on plane. Yeah. Okay. I think that we need to suspend the takeout at the airport restaurants. So there is uh, a Perhaps predictably, right? It's so popular. Here's a Cafe Rio at the airport. Yeah, sure. Okay. 
I think they should serve dine-in only. I don't think you should be allowed to bring that kind of food on the airplane because I think that's just really rude. And I know the people are buying food to take on the airplane because they're not being served on the airplane. Fine. I get that. In fact, even the gate agents will say, you know, we're, we're serving only, um, you know, a couple little, you know, just a little snack thing. So if you want some food, um, there's not going to be anything. So did you get it? Is it the same thing? You're getting it in the baggies? In the Ziploc baggies, is that what, yeah. And there's the, there's a the little package of those cookies, a special, you know, little cookies, yeah. that's right. Mm-hmm. And then a little, uh, kid's size pack of cheeses. Okay. And, um, and so. If you're flying to California, look, that's as good as it gets. And I've told you this fine. before. It's a it's little bit fine. weird. You could go on a, on a plane, on a flight. If, if we really are passing around COVID on the flights and we're worried about oh. it, don't have any service at all because you're asking That's people right. to to take their masks off to eat and everything. And if That's you're only right. flying an hour and 14 minutes, I think we can survive. Like you do it at your but, desk and, all day. It's yes. fine. And here's, my, and here's my point. And here's my point with that. Because the gate agent's like, if you need, if you want food on the flight, you got to buy it and bring it on the flight. So some people are like, okay. And then they go to freaking Cafe Rio. You like <laughs> Cafe Rio? Fine. But you cannot get a smothered Don't bust that thing bring out. it on the plane. No. I mean, that is... That is wrong. I told you some guy got on the plane one time because you know how – I don't know if they're still there at the airport. But at the Salt Lake Airport, uh, what are you, breaking up ice chips? Like what's going on right now? No, there's a little bit of gravel. All right. right So uh, the – they used to have that Market Street, like mini Market Street grill in the airport. You remember this? So Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, you're – And they've got it in the new one. Right. And you're like, oh, you're so classy. But I remember this Mm -hmm. guy – Bought not one but two shrimp cocktails for a flight, <laughs> and I remember that. now. Now, now the shrimp cocktail is essentially odorless, but uh, it still was weird to me that he had two uh, cups of this of this uh, of the of the shrimp cocktail. He offered none to me. One, and this is this is pre COVID, by the way. So right. it was just yeah. like it was just such a weird thing to see. Got but we've all been on the flight when somebody mm-hmm. breaks out the salsa verde burrito. Uh, you know, and opens the foil up from the Chili's Togo with the fajitas. Might as well still be yeah. sizzling. You're going, what are you, why do you have to have a full meal right now as we are about to take off? Why do we need and, to, and, it's just and ridiculous. why so pungent? You know, it's one thing to get on with like a cold sandwich or something. You know, it's <laughs> like, okay, fine. But you know, the, I mean, the most pungent I think foods. there should be, I think there should be a, there should be a, a, a pungent test. You cannot have and, a restaurant at the airport unless you know you're serving things like plain noodles, uh, a rice yes. bowl with nothing else, with nothing on that's it. That's right. That's uh, right. Buttered scrambled eggs, with a little bit of salt. Scrambled eggs, but mm-hmm. only. But you can't. They have. They have to be eaten quite quickly because you can't just bust open an old no. thing of eggs. Yeah. I I completely agree with you. And Alex, I just think that not only does it have to be uh, fragrance aware, it also has to be gastrointestinally aware. <laughs> Because there's so much danger in yeah. in a meal like yeah, that. You get on sure. a flight, and then what? Then what are you going to do? But it's uh, the chances they yeah. were actually probably offending the the Uber driver. The hour and the hour and nine yeah, the hour nineteen true. minute flight that you had with them was right. fine. It was later that evening that somebody goes, "Did you have the, Cafe yeah. Rio? Did That's you come right. out of they Utah? I can I can see true. what's going on here." Well, so I'll, overall, I'll you, you feel like your flying experience was good then during yes, the COVID. and I think and I think that we're kind of narrowing down where the spreader events have been because it, we're, we're not really spreading it at work because we're being careful there. And, you know, obviously the airports, things like that, public spaces are pretty well kind of locked down. It's, so what, that, are you, what are you saying here? It's all schools I think it's, and it's home, being, right? I, I think schools is, a, schools is a big thing. The older the kid, I think the more likely it is 
because kids, school kids are starting to gather together, yes. like high school kids. Yes. Elementary school is not that big of a deal because parents keep their kids close and then they mess right. up at school. So it's not spreading through elementary school. I think it's spreading through the high school kids. And then also you'll have these spreader events like the motorcycle, Sturgis motorcycle rally wound up being surprise, surprise, um, a, a major spreader it. event. Yeah. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. They've been tracking. Well, and I accuse Alex, you of being. Tell you. I accuse you of being at a super spreader event last weekend when you went to the uh, to the BYU football game versus Houston. It was. It was. No, they only had and like I'll seven thousand people there or whatever, right? Uh, nope it does. It doesn't matter because we were all spread out through the grants. I didn't. I didn't sit within twenty feet of anybody. Right, and that whole thing. Right. So it was great. I had no problem. But your but brothers. You were sitting next game, to your brothers, though. Family members. Nope. Yeah, family members is fine. Right. At the end of the game. Those BYU fans all rushed down to the tunnel where the BYU team was, right? And they were masked. Okay, off. I'm telling you, the BYU fans at Houston were super spreader event. It was. <laughs> I, I was watching them. I was like, I cannot believe it. They were like mask off, making out with each other. Oh come but, on! You know, it was that whole. It was that whole group thing, and it was crazy. That's they hilarious. Like, they like threw caution to the wind. And not only that, but and this is where I think that the team was not very smart. This is where I think that Did they come back Coach out of the Sataki, tunnel and cheer with they sang with the they sang uh they sang four Coach or five S- songs. Coach Sataki not learned the lesson and his players not learned the lesson because what they did is they went around and they high five. No, everyone. they did. BYU occupied a whole corner, right? Okay, kind of along yeah. behind the end zone, and that's and the, the and that's the typical thing when fans around. show up to the game. They go the the players go around the stadium and sort of and sort of high five. They did that. They high five, high five. Wow, and it's just weird. like it's a crush. It's a crush of people yelling ah. No mask, right? Right. It was a total crush. And um, and they went around, they high-fived everyone, and then the last person to go through was Zach Wilson. Of course. Right, star quarterback. Yeah. Everyone loves him. And, dude, he kept stopping taking selfies with people. Oh, uh, like, boy. Like, grabbing but he already him, got it, so he doesn't care. Issue. He already got it. But, see, he can get it again. Uh, and he can give it to one of his so other So says you. Yeah, 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 that's true. All I'm saying is they got to tighten that ship up or else they're going to be canceling more football games. And uh, it was, dude, it was – I didn't like it. I was pretty. I was. I was bothered by it because, because um, I was there. Well, they're opening up the thing again. To uh, they're opening up the stadium, Lavelle Edwards Stadium, this weekend. So just, just stay in your seats and keep your freaking mask my on kids, because my you know what you're going to do. You know what you're going to do. You're going to ruin it. Well, you know, I if think you that take my your mask off and rush yeah. the field, you're going to ruin it for everybody. I think and, that. Uh, I think that that my my kids are, are going to be there. I'm going to be there covering it, so I'm not really going to be hanging out with them. But uh, they have their two seats, and it's pretty far away from the other two. From what I saw on the seat map, everybody's kind of far away from each other. My thing yeah. with, our, with my thing with having a 12 year old and a 10 year old sitting by each other, they get fidgety, and they kind of want to be like, uh, I want to walk around, and go get a soda or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think that they're going to be like, nope, everybody's sitting right here. I don't think I don't <laughs> think I don't know if concessions are going to be open or what. I'm not sure what the rule is. At but. Houston, at Houston concessions were open. And uh, so there was no problem. You know, you could get food and things like that. They just kept you just they just kept those expectations in place, right? They had markers right, for the lines. Sure. They tried to break up the groups. Every during the game, everything was fine. Everyone was really spread out. Um, but I'm telling you, man, 
after that game was over. Oh my god! <laughs> Super spreader event. It, it turned was, into it turned, it turned into a it turned into a Trump rally. Uh, you could see end. you you could see the water droplets glistening. Oh the, my gosh, the, you are that is ridiculous. <laughs> that is that is ridiculous. Well, look, but, that, but that's the kind of stuff though that ruins it. Hopefully, people learn their lessons. Hopefully, people are you going are you going to follow the rules or are you going to ruin it for everybody? Right. So uh, previously, BYU hasn't had anybody at their games. I don't know how they got them to open up that they were going to have six people at this game. Maybe because it was out. It's outdoors and there's not a lot going on in terms of. Like it's hey, being, it's being out, it's outdoors and there's not there's not a ton of people around and so it's a sixty thousand person stadium. Yes, and that's and that's how I felt. I, you know, during the game, I was like, "No, this is cool. We're all spread out. Everyone's in like their little family groups, yeah. and there are big gaps." It, it was fine, right? It was totally fine. It was Houston post-game. did a really good job. It was after the game when all those mm. BYU fans pulled their masks off, and then the ushers and the ushers have always it. the ushers are also packing it up, going, "Anyway, I'm going to go home," and so they're not really going, "Hey, stay oh, in your well, seat," you know, none of that. Well, yeah, I mean, well, yeah. Do you want to get in the middle of that? <laughs> no. Would you want to? I go mean, in you there could get start... on the PA and go, "Hey, BYU fans." Uh, we know you just won or whatever, but why don't you? Uh, why don't you, you go ahead? You couldn't hear a thing, though. You couldn't hear. Yeah, a thing. I guess not. You know what was interesting, though? It's always interesting to see how other people do it because uh, the University of Houston has this really interesting tradition where, at the end of the game, um, the um, the team goes up to uh, back to the to the end zone, kind of nearest their yeah. tunnel. Um, to where the band is they sing the the yeah, fight they, song they yeah. all stand there yeah and they do um they have this they have this sign that they do with uh, their hands for university of houston what is it and where so basically it's like so if you think of the live long and or no the i'm trying to think yeah it's the vulcan it uh yeah so you've got prosper so, situation so you have your pinky out and your first two fingers out your middle finger and your and your index finger out your ring finger tucked in by your thumb that's what it is. So you tuck your ring finger down under your thumb. Uh-huh. So you've got three fingers up. Okay. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know what that means. It's University of Houston thing. <laughs> okay. But anyway, they all they all went to the end zone and they they held that up and everyone sang the school song. Yeah, good for them. It was actually kind of cool. I thought, uh, oh, you know what? And it was it was a little bit poignant because of course they've been beaten so terribly. What's wild and, is uh, what's wild is is that uh, is that you went down to see your nephew play and then their game got canceled because of COVID. Yeah, Katie um, High School. Well, you know, uh, what's really tough this weekend, you have a bunch of forfeits happening in in uh, Utah uh, for the playoff games this weekend. So teams, before the yeah. playoffs even start, they've already had to forfeit, and then they just move on. They're out. If you were COVID, yeah. po- if your team was COVID positive going into the playoffs, they had like, a, you know, whatever the threshold was, you're out. And so a bunch of teams are like, anyway, great job. And It was, uh, it was sad. It was sad that we didn't get to play because, you know, Fuller's a – He's a senior, and he's been playing at uh, wide receiver. And every single game they've been they've been playing, he's been the highest rated uh, oh, wide receiver in the look game. At you. And uh, so it was a bummer to not be able to see him. Yeah, well, but, man, that's know. the way it is. Um, Millard, maybe, uh, uh, do you have a uh, do you have a Zen headline you want to share with us? Yeah, I don't know if you've yeah, got something. She, I'm going to hit the old button here and let's just do it. Oh, and you go want right to take after. a break first? No, I don't want to take a break. You've got crows around you and stuff, so. There's some kids playing out in the street. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, so next time, maybe Ethan will be, I don't know, in a car at the at the very least or something like that for next time. Hey, uh, so what do you in have a, for a Zen a headline car. for us? Hold on a second because I got to – hold on. My computer's <laughs> kind of freezing. Okay, here we go. All here right. we go. Here we go. Okay. 
Is this brought to you by anything? Is it sponsored no, or anything? No, we need to bring up. Is, uh, okay. No. We, no, I, we started sponsored by. We started doing Wilson. remotes again. By the way. Oh, where are you going? Yeah, we've been doing. I've been doing these Macy's. The Macy's uh, football oh, remotes. Oh, Macy's are back. Yeah, yeah but awesome. you know what? We don't do the normal tailgate because it's not normal. Right. But they. Well, you don't want to. You don't want to. Well, it's hard to say. Around. Hey, come on down. But at the same time, businesses want people to come on down. So yeah. it's a weird mix. You got to maybe uh, advise me on how to do this exactly because where else? Uh, where else have you done? Any, oh, we've done any it at car dealership. Car dealerships have been fine because uh, you know you get you get a sparser crowd there than at the grocery store. Right. Um, right. But uh, yeah, and you, we did we've done them outside, and so it's actually worked out. We're not doing them in the dealership. We're doing them outside now, so it's fine. Yeah. But you tell people to come um, down to a car dealership, and if there are a bunch of people there, they're usually wandering around the, the car lot anyway, not really hanging out with you. So, anyway. Hey, um, you got to remind me, did we do the Astronaut Zen headline? Yeah. Uh, not that I recall. Okay. All right. This is out of Cape Canaveral, Florida. The commander of Boeing's first astronaut flight has pulled himself off of the crew, so he will remain on Earth, not at the International Space Station with its colleagues, for Why? his daughter's wedding. his daughter's uh, wedding next year. It's the second crew switch for Boeing Starliner capsule, grounded at the end of this year, early next, because of software uh, issues. The Chris, Fing- uh, Chris Ferguson, Boeing astronaut, announced his decision uh, this month and uh, to step aside, saying, my daughter's getting married, and that is going to be yeah, that's my cool. priority. That's cool, except for what would have been really boss is if he could have officiated it from space. From space. Could oh, we that have not figured cool. that out? Because you know maybe what, dad's not listens, there. Dad's up in space, but he's also officiating the event. They can FaceTime. If he's if he's listening to this episode, he's kicking himself. Yeah, isn't there Google Fiber uh, up in uh, space or whatever? Didn't Elon Musk uh, take Facebook up to up to space? We can Facebook Live that thing. Let's that's go. Right. Uh, he says this. Uh, he says I'm taking on a new mission, one that keeps my feet planted here firmly on Earth and prioritizes my most important crew, my family. Mm. Uh, so that's very very awesome. So. Well, uh, congratulations to he to his daughter. I mean, the thing is, is their wedding's going to be. Here's my other thing: why they should have done it that way that I'm suggesting because I have a great ad, I have a great uh, look. I had a great suggestion. Their wedding is going to be lame anyway because not very many people are going to be there as much as you would have normally had, right? So, um, and if Dad's in space and he can officiate from there from a you know a 72 inch plasma at the front of the church, I mean, come on. That's well. Uh, there's g- there's going to be a point. At which he's going to have just had just put away his checkbook, right? Right. Writing writing mm-hmm. the check to the you know whatever has been going on. Yeah, sure. And then he'll get cornered by some cousins or family that he doesn't want to talk to, and he's going to think to uh, himself, he's "I could have been up in space in tux- right now." Yes. In his rented tuxedo, he think I could be thirty miles up right. in the air right now. So they'll go. You're a, so now you're a pilot because I was thinking about getting <laughs> into uh, uh, skywriting, like messages, you know, to people. On, well, how do you think that would go? Anyway, I need is about $45,000 to literally get this thing off the ground. What do you think, Uncle Joe? Is it too late to be an astronaut? <laughs> is it too late? Uh, okay. I've got I've got eight more credits at USC. Well, and I'm only and I'm only 38. <laughs> that would be like But you know what? Eight credits You're left like at USC, that would be uh, that would be a, probably a, an upgrade from the people that usually approach him. Okay. Millard, right. uh, good luck in California and uh, let's Thanks, chat again man. this week when you uh, come back to the Beehive State, buddy. Okay, love it. All right, taking the break here. Freethan Miller, I'm Alex Curie. Thanks for being with us. And uh, keep downloading these uh, podcast episodes, and we'll keep uh, putting them out here and there as long as uh, Ethan's travel schedule allows it. Till next time, we'll see you next time.
It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.